1: Welcome to Top 5, a show where we count things down from number 5 all the way to number 1. And this week, I think this was a request. Somebody I'm pretty sure requested in the Major Spoilers Discord server in the Top 5 channel. Hey, you guys haven't done anime. How about you do Top 5 anime? To which uh, I said, okay. Knowing that the last time that we did an anime, uh, Top 5 anime series, was all the way back in 2016. So, welcome new listener. Welcome, new fan mm-hmm. of our Discord channel. Hello, uh,
2: future people.
1: I have a feeling that a lot of this is going to be a repeat for me, but mm-hmm. uh, let's see how it goes. Rodrigo, what do you have for your number five?
0: Um, for my number five, I have a show that's very popular right now. Um, and and just I'll just I'll just get it out of the way now. My list is very show nany, like it's. It's mm-hmm. it's all boys anime mostly. Yeah. Um. So, uh, my number five is Chainsaw Man. I don't know if you guys have seen it. <laughs> um. It's, my youngest son
1: loves it. My mm-hmm. wife is like it's the most disgusting, horrible thing in the world.
0: Yeah. It's it's definitely up there. It's it's very gory. Um. What what kind of sold me on Chainsaw Man is that it has a uh, the protagonist is an idiot uh, <laughs> but but in like an endearing way um as opposed to a lot of anime where the protagonist is an idiot in an annoying way um and uh also he's like a perv, but at least has like uh smart or 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 has sort of like modern sensibilities of like consent. So unlike a lot of anime uh, protagonists where um he they it is like borderline assault or just straight up assault um the main character of Chainsaw Man uh, at least asks for permission he is still very motivated by uh sex um sure. but because that's not what the series is about necessarily um it's not something that that happens all the time uh it's it's pretty good it's really solid uh its mythology is interesting and i can uh already see it uh straining uh even just having watched the first season and i'm like it'll be interesting because i know the the manga has gone on for a while i haven't read it um but it'll be interesting to see what they do uh when the universe needs to expand, right? This is going to be an mm-hmm. ongoing. So mm-hmm. I, I'm interested to see where they take it. Very
1: good. Very good. Matthew,
0: what do you have for your number five?
2: I'm pretty sure that there's only going to be one repeat on my list, and that's just because I'm nothing if not consistent. Um, and, of course, anybody who you know knows me or has been around me for more than about half an hour knows that I'm a real big fan of what Stephen calls the capy tights. Um, and so my number five is... One of the closest takes to American superhero comics that I've ever seen in an anime form, One Punch Man. And One Punch Man is wonderful because it takes the, all of these arguments about how, oh, well, Superman's boring because shut up. Just shut up. And it posits the most powerful superhero in the world who can end any fight with one single punch. He's so powerful that he's bored at being a superhero. And so you have to find your drama somewhere else. You have to do different things with the characters. And it really kind of, you know, it takes that whole Cape and tights mentality, which has been around for nearly a hundred years now in the West and puts it in a completely different perspective, which I really appreciate. And most importantly, it takes this character, who is clearly, obviously, the most powerful character in the world, and still sticks him in a world where everybody thinks he's a, sh- he's a schlub, he's a nebbish, he's a loser, he's a baldy. Uh, the caped baldy, apparently, is actually his legitimate superhero name, which, that's just mean, if you ever see me as a superhero and I'm called the caped fat man, well, actually that sounds pretty cool. Um, But in any case, uh, if you've never seen One Punch Man, I don't recommend starting with the anime or the manga from which it sprang. I recommend starting with a video game, which focuses on another hero whose job is to live long enough for the timer to run out so that One Punch Man shows up and wins the fight. (laughs) So if that, that description sounds like it may be your jam, first of all, You've passed my test and we can be friends. And second of all, you're going to want to check out my number five, Juan Pontman.
1: Yeah. That's a one, another one that my youngest son enjoys. My wife is like, so, so on that one. She's just like, eh, he's kind of annoying, but uh, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Now they both, in fact, everybody in the, in the household loves my number five, my hero academia. Uh, If you're talking about, uh, uh, bringing your legion of superheroes into anime form my hero academia does it everybody has one unique quirk that sets them apart and they all go to uh, high school to learn to use their powers and hopefully become superheroes so they can protect a unnamed city and it's uh, very interesting i think season six just came out uh, a couple of weeks ago and so we've been sitting down and watching that and it's interesting to see the heroes grow up and change and do different things it's You know, it's got a lot of your high school drama stuff in there. Who's my enemy? Who's competing against me? Plus, you have evil organization of evil people led by Manny Hands, who wants Mm -hmm. to bring all of them down. Uh, But yeah, My Hero Academia, it's a lot of fun. I get super annoyed because the episodes seem super, super short. Uh, Mm -hmm. when When you add in the intro theme song, the end credits and everything, you've got like maybe 12 minutes of show each week when it comes out. And so that's kind of annoying, but that's also why it's my number five, my hero academia. It's actually my number two, your number two. Why do you uh, put it at your number two?
2: Well, initially I resisted it. Um, I had people were talking about it. My kid was talking about, it, you were talking about it. And I'm like, this does not seem right. But much like one punch man, once I actually got exposed to it, which was actually through our other podcast, the major spoilers podcast, when we read the first volume, I was like, oh, well, this seems like it is entirely my jam. And I think the most wonderful part about it is the fact that, like the Legion, which you referenced, absolutely is an influence because these characters have limited powers. And these are characters who exist in a world where pro hero is a job. So, you know, you're trying to you're not necessarily going to be the Michael Jordan of being a pro hero, but you can definitely go and be, I don't know, the uh, who was that guy, the really short guy who shot things? I don't know. Sticky Balls. Spud Webb. Oh. Spud Webb. Sticky. His name is Grape Juice, okay?
1: Nope. And Sticky Balls and Okie Doki juice. and Splody Hands and Manny Hands. Yeah, <sighs> those are all
2: their names. Yeah, Manny Hands is named nine, by the way. But, yes, I do appreciate the fact that uh, Splody Hands literally has explosive sweat But if he wears his special gloves, he can use it. And, you know, if you look at, you know, there are characters who have extremely limited powers, but who use them in very creative ways. And there's a character who can turn into a giant. But unlike most, you know, Hank Pym giants, she can be either five feet tall or 80 feet tall. That's what you get. You're either eight stories or you're short. And I really like that. I like the fact that you do have weird characters like um, Pinky, for instance, who looks and dresses kind of like a cool mall chick, but apparently can secrete acid and just melt you. You know, there are wonderful moments throughout it. And as you said, I feel like it takes all of the bits and pieces of your school anime, which is a whole thing, a whole genre, And then sticks it together with chunks of of American superhero movies and superhero comics and makes something entirely new. So I actually rated it higher than you, which I surprised. I knew it would be on your list. I didn't expect it.
1: Yeah, it's just because it's so short. It it just we sat down and it's like we started the show. Then the intro came on and then they did a bit. Then they have their two commercial bits. And then the credits were going on. I was like, that's like 12 minutes of stuff. I, I feel like I'm not getting any story in mm-hmm. which is the opposite of reading the manga right because the manga right. is like the story crawls at a, sl- a snail's pace <laughs> and it takes like seven volumes for you to complete the first uh two episodes of the of the anime series uh yeah, so yeah I, it, it, it it's very frustrating from that standpoint i was watching um
2: the latest i don't think it's the latest movie but i think it's the movie before the latest movie on cable recently and discovered my new favorite hero cellophane who has tape dispensers in his elbows. Yeah. I think he's a regular though. Yeah. But I had not really, I hadn't seen him do anything. He was just a weird guy running around with a yellow hat. And then he had to actually do something in combat and he used his tape dispensers to like slam giant meteors down from the sky that his partner was levitating and I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy's good.
1: Yeah. He and bunny boy just went up against one another in one of the competitions where bunny boy had to use the power of all might to use his, uh, mega beams to encompass everything. And cellophane was trying to do the same thing and it didn't work out. I have no idea what you're talking about yeah, right the, now. The true, my hero academia fans know, which is yeah. why we're now up to our number four, Rodrigo on our favorite anime list.
0: Yeah. Number four. So I, uh, did not include any movies in this. this is all episodic anime. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So my number four uh you might have expected to see a lot higher, uh, and that's Gurren and Lagan mm-hmm. um, i it's I didn't rank it lower because I don't love it because I still love it. Um, but there's some stuff about it that's problematic. And uh, it's hard for me to recommend it because of that. And I'll give you another hint. Um, Kill a Kill, which is probably just as good at Gurren Logon, possibly better, uh, by the same studio, is not at all on my list because it's hard to recommend. Um, there's a lot of cheesecake, and also there's sort of like weird treatment of homosexuality they like they almost got it cuz they got uh, a character who's gay um who is very integral to the team and ha- and plays an important part but also he kind of playfully kind of like perves on a little kid and it's hard to tell if he's just like being weird about it or what um and also there's like a some shenanigans at a hot springs episode of course mm-hmm. um But other than that, it's a great show. Um, It uh, is a show that deals with sort of like humanity and what it means to be human and what it means to be part of like the greater human race uh, and also has super cool giant robots. Um, Mm. It's also a show that never scales back down like in most shows, um, even if. You know, at the end of season one you're fighting a monster, and at the end of season two, you're fighting a monster, but it's the size of a building, and at the end of season three, you're fighting a monster, but it's like the size of two buildings on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point there has to be like that, like scale back down. Like Guren Lagan does not. It just scales up and up and up, then there's a time skip, and then it goes even the the parabola just gets even wackier than that. So uh yeah. Check it out. Once you've uh, once you've you know figured out if uh, if my my uh, disclaimer is is still something that, or if it's still something that you want to watch despite the disclaimer, just check it out. Yeah, I figured out why you like that show. Oh yeah, why?
2: Because the mecca has uh, Roy Koopa sunglasses on its chest.
0: I mean, yeah, that's that's probably one of the reasons. Yeah,
2: mm. that's a good part of it. I feel.
0: Yeah.
1: Matthew, what do you have for your number four?
2: My number four is one that I was introduced to uh, thanks to my kid who has been in a prolonged anime phase, or honestly, as they call it today, being a teenager, because you can just go on Netflix and you can go clickety-click, click, 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 and all of these wonderful things will be there. Whereas, you know, when I was a teenager, you had to wait six and a half weeks for the boat to come over with the tapes. But uh, they sat down and they watched... The Disastrous Life of Psyche-K, and Psyche-K is a psychic, I guess, I mean, well, that's the joke of the name, but um, somehow Psyche-K is one of the most powerful psionics in the whole world. Uh, He can teleport, he's telekinetic, he can, you know, just wander around, and where's these weird antennae on his head to keep his powers from going completely out of control. But from that point on, it's basically just a high school anime. He's wandering around, he's doing his life, and occasionally things will happen that are like, oh, clearly this is a weird telepathic kid, and he can also see the future. But it's basically just a story. It's about these strange things that happen You're going to high school. You're doing all of your stuff. And watching this, and of course, my kid is, God help me, my kid is a purist. They will not watch uh, subtitled anime or dubbed anime. They insist on the subtitled anime. So when you're watching a Psyche K, you have to sit and focus and read it, which helps a lot, honestly, I feel, in terms of getting really into the work, which is nice. But then you also get this sort of running thread that completely surprised me uh the nature of the main character pops up and i feel like there's something really really i don't know if i want to say groundbreaking but really interesting in having the main character because he spends so much time in everybody's heads be not only just not interested in humans at all overtly asexual Doesn't have any interest in people. People are gross because I can read their minds. And as that progresses through the show, you do have this, you know, this building of the process. And the story is actually showing its work and explaining to us exactly why chapter over chapter people are terrible. I actually went and tried to dig up some of the the manga from which it came, and the manga is even better because, again, black and white, lots of gray tones, but really cool bright colors, interesting stuff going on. And also there's puns. There are puns galore, and they are translated as well as they can be, so you can actually appreciate them in English.
1: There you go. My number four is a movie. It is the girl who leapt through time. It's the 2006 film that follows the adventures of a girl. Um, Her name is Makoto. And she discovers one day when she can't stop her bike from colliding with a train that she can leap through time and she can go back and fix things and do things again. She notices that she, um, once she starts doing this, she has a tattoo on her arm Mm -hmm. and that tattoo starts counting down. So she knows you know, how many leaps she can do. And she does, you know, fixing things. Oh, I said the wrong thing to a boy. Let me jump back in time and say the right thing to a boy. Uh, those kinds of things that happen with, with these kind of time travel stories. But then what happens when her friends are in trouble and she's only got one leap left? What does she do? And of course there's a boy that shows up and explains the answer to life, the universe and time travel. And it's a really interesting film. I like what, the Japanese do with their takes on time travel. Uh, the girl who left through time is based on a book by the same name. And, um, I really enjoyed it. I think the animation is good. I don't know what studio did it, but every time I look at the cover, it feels like a, a, studio Ghibli, uh, joint, but I know it's not. Um, but, uh, but it looks really good. I think it has a nice story to it. And, uh, it's, it's a good way to fill what ninety minutes or whatever it is, ninety five minutes of of anime adventure time. So if you're looking for a way to start and you're into time travel, like I'm into time travel, then the girl who leapt through time is right there on your list. All right, we are now at our number three, and Rodrigo, what do you have for your number three?
0: My number three, and uh, I'm glad that we're getting some new stuff in 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 these lists because, like, I looked at some of the stuff that I picked, and it's like. 2010, um, which was a long time ago. <gasps> I just was just watching a lot of anime in 2010, mm-hmm, and a lot mm-hmm. of good anime came out in like the 2000s and into yeah. 2010. Yeah. but but, um, this is something from 2009. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen a a small light, uh, little anime called Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood.
1: Yes, um, it's In, the inferior of the Full Metal Alchemist, but please go on.
0: You don't you like you like <laughs> I, the other I one? I like better. the
1: original better, but I do understand why everyone likes the the remake reboot uh, launch. Yeah. what? However, they did it, because the anime diverged greatly from the comic because the comic wasn't yeah. able to keep up with the anime. And so yeah. then fans were like, oh, but we really we really want this to be like the comic book. And so then they went back and redid this version that Rodrigo's talking about.
0: Yeah, and and I like the like I like the first version enough to watch another version of the same story, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I definitely like uh Full Metal Alchemist no subtitles please. Um, <laughs> but you can still watch it subtitled. Um, Brotherhood is in fact, as Steven said, it's uh a a remake or, or rather, another anime series of the same uh, manga series that was now finished, as opposed to the previous one, where they had to, like, make it up as they went once they hit, like, two-thirds of the way through. Um I will agree that, comparatively, this one's a little bloated. Uh There's a lot of stuff in here that I think... I think they felt compelled to put in, because... um for that same reason, right? It's like, we ha- this now has to also feel separate from the first Full mm-hmm. Metal Alchemist series that we put out. So these, like, extra characters that we probably would have cut out of the manga to begin with, or, or mm-hmm. cut out of the anime to begin with, now we kind of have to keep, because they're what makes this one different. Um, so... Uh, yeah, all the way through, you're just watching this and you're like, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, yeah, this is just like the other one, and then, like, new characters are introduced, and then more characters are introduced, and then some more characters are introduced, and by the end of it, like, this thing just has, like, such a massive cast. Um, but, if you get into it, uh, it all pays off pretty well. I would say that the uh, Brotherhood has the Twilight Zone ending to um, other Full Metal alchemists like Outer Limits ending.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but they're both good. Yeah. Why don't you, uh, explain, if you the,
1: don't... explain the premise of Full Metal Alchemist?
0: Yeah. So the the premise of Full Metal Alchemist is that in this world, people can uh, do alchemy, which means. Anything you want it to mean pretty much, mm-hmm. usually some sort of creating some sort of physical object, but not really, basically, you can create any effect by making a what is called a transmutation circle mm-hmm. and providing an equivalent amount of matter or something like that. Um, the law of equivalent exchange is talked about a lot um it's about two brothers that start the show by doing a really horrendously botched alchemical experiment and later on we find out why uh not just why they did it but why it's bo- bo- why it got botched um and one of them joins the army to sort of get the means to find a the philosopher's stone which is supposed to basically take care of all that extra stuff for you so that you don't have to use, um, the equivalent exchange. You can just use the stone itself. Um, so they're on a quest to find that. Um,
1: yeah. One brother lost an arm in
0: it. so he's got a robot
1: arm. The other one lost his entire body. So his spirit is contained in a suit of armor. That is that walks and talks. Yeah. And that's interesting. And they have a friend. That's why they call it
2: that.
0: Yeah. yeah, and in fact, the full metal alchemist is the is the one that just has a metal arm and leg, but everyone they meet thinks that the guy in the armor is the full metal alchemist.
1: Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, the uh, one in the armor is the younger brother, and yet he stands yeah. like seven feet tall, and yeah. the older brother doesn't really grow very much, so he's always short, and everyone thinks that he's the younger of the two. And that yeah. causes some hijinks it's, in the in the bit.
0: It's it's super fun and cute. You know, they like the title Full Metal Alchemist is a title that he's given because Japanese people that Full Metal is a thing. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, you know, there just ever being one movie in English called Full Metal Jacket. Mm. Um But uh Yeah, it's you know, it's um it's a it's one of those animes that really like squeezes you for it, like these characters get put through the ringer physically and emotionally. You find out all kinds of stuff. You find out that all kinds of stuff about their government, and basically, this is all kicked off by a war that happened in, maybe not prior to the kids' lives, but when the kids were very young. Um, So they their generation has to deal with like the horrible mistakes of their predecessors, which is a huge theme in in this anime is like Mm -hmm. dealing with the sins of your father quite literally. So So.
1: the one thing that puts me off about the original Fullmetal Alchemist is the follow up movie Fullmetal Alchemist, the movie Conqueror of Mm Shambhala Shambhala only because they go through this gateway to another world where Adolf Hitler is the antagonist. And so it's a whole thing where they're fighting Nazis um, Mm -hmm. in this parallel world. It's really weird. And it was really kind of off-putting way to end that original series. And I was like, well,
0: it is because Full Metal Alchemist is supposed to be kind of an allegory for Nazi Germany. Mm -hmm. Literally, the the head of the country they live in is referred to as Fuhrer. Mm-hmm. And if you look at their uniforms and stuff, it's all inspired by that. It's just kind of like this fantasy version of Germany that borders China for some reason. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, what do you have for your number three? That weird Chinese Germany you got
2: to look out for. My mm-hmm. number three actually is one that made the list leapt screaming to the top of the list based on about two thirds of an episode seen this week. So. You have to understand how impressive that is, because I'm not like, a, hey, this is great. Look, anime, I'm going to sit and watch it all kind of guy. But my number three this week, Mononoke pops up, and the kid is watching it. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on, because it's the story of uh, a character just known as the Medicine Seller. And the Medicine Seller wanders around uh, Edo period Japan and interacts with all sorts of people. And it's important that you know it's the Edo period because they're actually following the conventions. So since he's a merchant, he's like the lowest class. He's the lowest kind of person. And everybody thinks that he's just an idiot and that they can't, you know, he can't do anything. He doesn't know anything. Everyone is far above him in terms of their esteem. And then, you know, he just slowly and quietly does his whole thing and then ghosts show up or monsters or Mononoke. And he does his thing in his own little way. And everybody's like, Hey, what are you doing? And he's like, I am fixing this. And it's really, really fun. But the thing that caught me and the thing that makes me want to see it all is the art feels like it is painted on tapestry. And I'm almost certain it's just, you know, 3D animated. Kind of the same way, if you look at South Park, it looks like the characters are actually still made out of construction paper, but it's just, you know, whatever they're using to animate it. Flash, I'm sure. But this feels (laughs) like, this feels like the actual, you know, if you go and you look at the paintings, uh, paintings on silk or paintings on the old uh, paper. It looks like that, and it has that texture, and the colors are soaked in. And even when characters are moving, or when characters are speaking or moving around, you get these tones and you get these textures and gradients that make it just so fascinating to look at. And while I'm not entirely thrilled with some of the voice work, the voice of the main character, who again doesn't have a name, is so perfect so deadpan so great that i literally want to go and watch all of it it's from thanks rodrigo because this is like my new show from 2007 yeah but you know for me 15 years old is actually uh pretty you know pretty up to speed that's about as close as i get to modern pop culture um that's not true okay it is true but nonetheless if you haven't seen it uh especially I feel like
1: I you think I've seen it. it yeah. uh, the boys, the boy, the boys watch a lot of anime. Yeah. And it's like, if, it, if it's not, if it's short, not on gravity, done. if it's not gravity falls and if it's not reruns of the Simpsons, which I think right. he's done the entire, the, the sidekick has done all 30 plus seasons of that, that are on Disney. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. watching anime.
0: So, um, yeah, I'm sure that they have seen it or are familiar with it. He now holds the definitive text on America. Uh,
1: he probably does. Head. Right. Because there are times where I'm like, Hey, you know that, uh, that's where that meme comes from. He's like, yeah, I got to see the episode where the meme comes from. So yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's all up in there, but yeah, I'm sure that they've seen, uh, Mononoke. Oh yeah. You should definitely check it out. I think you'd like it. My number three is kind of like Rodrigo's, um, uh, Gurren Laga in that it's problematic because one of the characters is kind of pervy and the other one is standoffish, but somehow he gathers a harem of women around him. And and that's pretty typical in in some anime where it's the male protagonist and like five or six other characters are all women and they're all somehow infatuated with him for various different reasons. Mm -hmm. This one is also a semi-time travel uh, movie or TV series in that it has to do with parallel dimensions and jumping dimensions and going back and fixing things and and moving away from the main timeline. I'm talking about Stein's Gate, where this uh, college student who thinks he's this world's greatest genius and his uh, friend who's a hacker uh, have their own little secret lab. And they I guess they pretend that they are undercover secret agents while they're doing all these experiments and using a banana, a microwave and something else. Toaster, I think, uh, invent time travel and that it all has to do with uh, certain laboratories. If you're a big fan of the um, now I'm, the guy's uh, name is slipping my mind, but he was this time traveler that was coming back through time trying to find this old um, computer so that he could change the future and battle CERN. That's a main plot point in Steins Gate. It's all very fascinating. There was a sequel to it, uh, Steins Gate Zero, which dealt with AI and it's, I never made it all the way through that, but the main Steins Gate series is fantastic. They tried to make a movie of it, uh, condensing it down. That one is okay. But really, if you want the full experience and there's some, there's a little bit of sometimes creepiness in there in the way that characters look at each other. um, But uh, otherwise it's, it's a fantastic story and that's why it lands at my number three. All right, we are back around to our number twos. And before we get to our number twos, I want to just remind you that if you enjoy this show or all the shows or any of the shows or just some of the shows or maybe just this show that we do at Major Spoilers and you want to uh, you got to laugh, you learn something, you got a good recommendation about something. Then by all means, head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Major Spoilers. That's patreon.com slash Major Spoilers. And sign up for, you know, like a uh, the the base level, a $5 a month a subscription uh, will go a long way. I think we have a $2 a month subscription if you don't want to commit to $5 a month, five whole dollars a month. Um, you know, every little bit helps. And if we can get every single listener of Top 5 joining our Patreon page, we can do a lot of really cool things and ensure that Top 5 continues far, far, far into the future. So what are you waiting for? Join all the other cool kids. Head over to Patreon.com slash Major Spoilers. And now here's Rodrigo with his number
0: two. Uh, my number two uh, from the far-flung year and best copyright uh, of 2011 <laughs> uh, is a show that I first encountered because um, d d Brian was excited about it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I... I, I Brian is, uh, Brian is Brian is a, a, a wellspring of of pop culture stuff and his angle of incidence is definitely different from mine. He sort of roots out things that I'm not aware of a lot of the time. So I was like, all right, people are talking about this, I'm going to watch it. I'm sure I'm not going to like it. You know, I like Sailor Moon back in the day, but I'll check out this Madoka Magica show. And holy Esp- stuff. Yeah. Ho- holy carp, you guys. Um mm-hmm. If you haven't seen the Madoka Magica series, I strongly urge you to do it. Um when, you know, when we talk about sort of like media theory, film theory, that sort of thing, you have um uh sort of genres or films or whatever and then you have sort of deconstructions of those genres, right? So Madoka Magica is like a deconstruction of the uh, magical girl type of anime, um, and since Madoka Magica, a lot of stuff has been done that kind of tries to replicate it or tries to some maybe land somewhere in the middle. But M- Madoka Magica goes all, all out. Um, in the same way that like Gurren Lagann is sort of like a like a celebration of the of the giant mech genre, Madoka Magica is like a let's like pop it open and look at its guts and tell you why it's actually uh the the inherent horror the inherent personal horror within magical magical girls um which is definitely a pitch mm-hmm. um so yeah i i i watched it and it kind of blew my mind it's a show that pulls the rug out from under you multiple times um at some point you realize that actually even though you've been watching the show from a character's perspective, the main character of the show is actually a different character. And it's like two thirds of the way through was like, ah, what's happening? Um, I, I strongly recommend it. Um, I think the movie hits all the, or most of the beats of the series, um, but it does, has to do it very fast. Uh, the movie is a much slower burn, or the, the series is a much slower burn, Um, so I would recommend that if you can track it down. I don't know what services it's on nowadays, Um, but you guys are smart. You'll figure it out. So, yeah, my number two, uh, mm-hmm. what is it, like, Puella Magi, Madoka Magica, but if you look up Madoka Magica, it'll come up. It'll yep, come up. there you go.
1: Uh, Matthew had My Hero Academia at number two. My number two, I found in 1989, 90. Uh, I was living in the dorms, the male dorm at our university. And I had a bunch of uh, Japanese friends uh, who were transfer students or international students that were, you know, coming and studying various things. And one night they're like, hey, we just got a copy of Akira. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. And they're like, oh, you got to come and watch this. And I guess a bunch of other, yeah, so it was like me, one other uh, white guy, and then a room full of uh, Japanese students were all packed into this little tiny dorm room, all crowded around this little 13 inch uh, television screen. So we could watch Akira. And of course this was brought directly over from Japan. So there was no dubs at the time. There were no subs at the time. It was all completely Japanese, and you know, every five minutes I was like, "So what? What did he say? What did he say?" And you don't really need to know the translation exactly because the story is is pretty straightforward. There was a world war in which Tokyo was destroyed, and in the aftermath, there's a lot of drugs. Oh, I should say this takes place in the far future of 2019. Um, The uh, the government is researching psychics and trying to find people with psychic abilities. And there is one person who is quite possibly the greatest psychic power of them all. And one of them is locked up. One of them is running around the streets of, of Neo Tokyo. And it is a, it is a fantastic trippy. uh, I shouldn't say mess, but it's a fantastic trippy commentary on absolute power and what it can do Two people who are, uh, you know, put off or put out. And it is, it has got some of the greatest animated visuals you will ever see if you've never seen Akira before. I asked my oldest last night, I was like, have you ever seen Akira? And he's like, is that the bike movie? I'm like, yeah, but it's so much more than that. Um, He's like, no, I haven't seen it. So I'm like, oh, we need to really watch that this weekend. Uh, It is, it is fantastic. And it is often regarded as one of the best animated or an, animated movies of all time let alone uh, yeah. anime movies of all time so go track yourself down a 1988 copy they've done multiple versions of this in fact a few years ago i think i still have this somewhere maybe at our storage facility um they updated this to blu-ray and really gave it a a really great treatment to make it fantastic put it in a fantastic box all of this stuff uh I'm going to maybe have to pull that one out instead of watching the one that's that streaming just so you can get the big, the big picture for that. But it is a fantastic, fantastic movie. Uh, Akira is my number two. Which brings us around to our number ones. Rodrigo, what do you have for your number one?
0: Uh, My number one is, I believe, uh, made by the same person. Uh, that did Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I forget her name. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's an anime that was on Netflix for a little while and then disappeared and haven't been able to find it. Um, I'm sure it's like on Crunchyroll or something. Uh, but it's kind of, unlike a lot of the ones that I've talked about, which are big, made a big splash in the American nerd community, this one kind of knocked by because it's a slice of life anime. Um as opposed to, you know, everything else on my list, which has like monsters and lasers and stuff like that. But um if you guys get a chance to watch Silver Spoon, mm-hmm. um I I really recommend it. It's a story about a young man, like a, a teenager named Hachiken, who goes to even though he's like from Tokyo and like from the city, he goes to an agricultural I guess high school would be the equivalent, um, but you know schooling's different there. But it's basically like going to a technical school. It's like just an agriculture-based school, um, and eventually you find out why. But it is, um, you know, especially if you compare it to you know the other anime that that I've talked about. It's like crushingly mundane. It really is just like this kid navigating. <laughs> You know, relationships as they're happening, you know, as he's like meeting his roommates and meeting the people here and rivals. Also, uh, personally, I have a lot of, like, I I feel a connection to Hachiken because um, when I graduated from college, I uh, went from uh, living in cities to living out in the country. And doing a lot of work with agriculture mm-hmm. um so uh hatchikin's ongoing realizations of how literally how the bacon or how the sausage gets made mm-hmm. is is something that I went through right not quite to the same degree because you know I was already in my twenties when this happened, and like Hatchikin had li- literally had never thought about it before um but uh yeah, I, I I think about it. I think about this show a lot. I think about how it has episode titles like Hachiken rides a horse and Hachiken mm-hmm. goes to visit his friend. Um, Hachiken bakes a pizza. So it's uh, I don't know. It's hard, I, like I know I'm probably not doing a very good job of, of selling it, but there's like nothing I can tell you about this show that won't like spoil little relationship moments. Um, mm-hmm. Other than like it's it's really it's a really delightful show. Um, And I think if you know nothing about agriculture, you're going to get something out of it. And if you actually know about agriculture, you're going to get possibly more out of it. Yeah. So, yeah, my number one, Silver Spoon. Very good. Matthew, what
1: do you have for your number
2: one? Her name is Hiromu Arakawa. Yeah. And she's good. As soon as you said by the same person, I'm like, he's going to talk about Silver Spoon. Yep. Now, here's the thing. I remember not so many years ago... Here at Major Spoilers, somebody saying, why don't you guys cover more anime and manga? And between the three of us, we kind of said, well, we're not really experts. And I know I was just like, I know nothing. But I do know this, and this is important. I'm old. And uh, as Rodrigo pointed out, sometimes when we do these, uh, our lists may be a little bit long in the tooth. And so I said to myself, self, honestly, in your history, what is the best anime you ever, ever interacted with? And the answer was clear. Uh, it had to be my number one science ninja team Gachaman from 1972. Whoa. Uh, right? Which came to the United States in 1977 or so, thanks to Sandy Frank, whose movies really, really suck TM. Um, but because of the really... I don't want to say really well done, but also terrible because of the mixed bag, uh, anime, uh, adaptation that was battle of the planets. I finally went and looked up the original science ninja team Gatchaman, and it fails on only one level when compared to the American. And that is the American music is like a hundred times better. That music was killer. The Music was amazing It's not as good in Japan. But everything about Gatchaman is Battle of the Planets only better. So you know the deal. There's five superheroes. Each of them has a bird theme. So there's Ken the eagle and Joe the condor, June the swan, Jinpei the swallow, and Ryu the owl. And the five of them... Are a color coded super team who go out and they fight the evil, evil something, something dark side. Now, in America, the villains were aliens and their foot soldiers were robots. That's because right. the foot soldiers got killed a lot. <laughs> and so we had to say they're robots and they're aliens. In Japan, they are not. They are basically evil environmental eco terrorists. They are. Bad guys who kind of have a good point, which is a very, for me at least, early interaction with this particular trope. And Mm -hmm. their evil leader is actually uh, an androgynous character who appears both as a man and as a woman during the show. So in the United States, they're like, oh, yeah, that's his uh, sister. Sure. And I'm like, fine. You know, I get it. You're you're trying to sell this to five-year-olds. And they did it because here I am 45 years later talking about it. But Honestly, if nothing else, you can say that this is amazing action. This is amazing fight sequences. This is amazing flying sequences. Uh, their ship bursts into flame and crashes through things, but it nearly kills them every time it happens. So it's, it's interesting. And the last and this is important because I wanna I want to make this clear. The last thing, the lowest rung, is that this is where super sentai comes from.
1: Oh, yeah, all the way down to 7 Zark 7. Uh, if yep. you want to know where I comes from, it's exactly. 7 Zark 7. Exactly. And if you say to me, Don't you love Super
2: Sentai with every fiber of your being? Yup. And that is the least important thing about Science Ninja Team Gatchaman. Now, that said, the fact that five years after this they kicked off Super Sentai and Super Sentai has been going on forever and ever and ever, and you'll never know all of their names, and they sometimes you'll get confused, and Steven just calls them all the Blue Ranger, the no, only one not. he knows. I call the them only all, one he knows. I call, is call them Joe all Johnson. the the Amy Joe Johnson Rangers. Yeah, exactly, the Amy Joe Johnson Rangers. So if you want to that's the only know, one that
0: matters.
1: If you want to I mean, know, where the, the, the Amy Joe eventually... Johnson
0: Rangers from. I mean, I feel like in the comics, eventually we did get the Amy Joe Johnson. Rankers. We
1: did, yeah. The shattered grid thing, right? You get old, you get old Amy Joe Johnson. You get young Amy Joe Johnson. You get the Amy yeah. Joe Johnson who went off to the uh, peace conference and never came back. It's Amy Joe Johnson all the way down, including uh, including Rita Amy Joe Johnson Repulsa.
2: <laughs> and the irony is, folks. Unlike usually when he's trolling me, that's all true and factual. Uh, but yes, if you've ever seen battle of the planets you should definitely check out gotcha man if you've never seen battle of the planets and you are under the age of 40 go and see gotcha man if you've never seen battle of the planets and you're 40 and up i want you to watch battle of the planets then i want you to watch gotcha man and you say why and i say because we're old that's all you need to know because we're old and if you finally, if you get through all of this and you come to the end and you go, Matthew, this is not as good as you say, I will come to your house and give you one American dollar as long as your house is within 12 feet. of The, me. the
1: pacing of the Japanese version mm-hmm. is, I think, awkward uh, at times in that it's, it's, it's it, it is very much catered to an older audience. In, mm-hmm. And so the older audience would watch this and go, Oh, okay. I understand why this plot point is dragging out for so long or why this thing suddenly pops up. Uh, but mm-hmm. the, the pacing is really weird in the original series. And I think that they, with the help of sevens arc seven, kind of corrected that in the, um, in the American version.
2: Sevens arc seven, who by the way, was uh, voiced by Wilbur from Mr. Ed was there to cover the plot point problems. Yeah. That were brought up by the deaths of certain characters, including Condor Joe. Oh no, Amy Joe Johnson. No, yes, Amy Joe Johnson died in Japan.
1: Oh, but it's okay. What is wrong Um, with you? My number one is uh, Cowboy Bebop. I don't think anything else needs to be said. It's a fantastic show. If you've never watched it, you are there's an empty spot in your life that needs to be filled immediately with uh the adventures of the people aboard the cowboy bebop that is all I'm going to say and that's where we're going to end our show this week. Thank you everybody for checking us out. If you have any comments, questions, then I would point you over to our Discord server where you can hop into the top 5 channel and you can share your top 5 anime, could be TV shows, could be movies. I was going to do one that was just going to be uh time travel animes because there's plenty of them out there and I've seen almost all of them. Um You can share those over there in our Discord server, which you can join completely for free. And you're going to share your list. Everyone will read your list. Why? Because everyone loves a list. And we will talk again soon.
2: This podcast is copyright 2023 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.